Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Hi, this is Katie. This conversation was recorded during the COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow, sharing the insights and observations of people from around the world who have joined together in Glasgow for this event. You are going to hear their perspectives, their hopes and fears. I hope you enjoy them. So welcome, everybody. Thank you. First of all, I'd like you each to introduce yourselves, uh, where you come from and what brings you to COP26. Would you like to go first? Okay. So I'm Rachel Banda, a sugar farmer from Pata Sugarcane Outgrowers Cooperative. This is southern part of Africa, Malawi. I'm here because... I want to raise the voice of producers, the voice of farmers, because I am a farmer, so I want the world leaders to hear the voice of farmers. How has climate change affected us and what can be done for us to to alleviate our lives? Yeah, so that's it. And to adapt to and mitigate to climate change. Yeah. My name is Bismarck Pavite from Ghana, West Africa. Also a cocoa producer belonging to Grappa Cocoa Farmers Union. It's a cooperative which is federally certified. And as a, produ- a producer currently globally, everybody's talking about climate issues. And we know that COP26 is going to tackle issues on climate. So therefore, we as producers, we are on the ground. We are facing the realities. So it is necessary we visit Glasgow for COP26 and then present our realities on ground the effect, the problems we are facing our producers, so that if there's anything, any action which needs to be taken, then we move from there. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me here. I'm Kate Sankatha from Fairtrade Africa, based in Nairobi, Kenya. I work with these beautiful farmers that you see here, Rachel and, and Bismarck. Uh, and my role at Fairtrade is to really support the the farmers in terms of their sustainable production and also linking them up with sustainable markets and buyers and who, who um, advocate for sustainability. But I'm also a child of a, a tea uh, farmer. So we've, I've grown up also understanding and seeing some of the challenges and the wins in the agricultural sector, mainly tea. And I just started growing some herbs the other day. So again, here to learn from my fellow farmers that I work with. <laughs> I hope you've been giving her lots of instructions. <laughs> well, welcome and thank you very much for giving us your time to, to talk today. I wanted to start today by inviting you, Rachel, to share what has have you found most exciting so far about your first few days at COP26 here in Glasgow, UK? Yeah, okay. So with my visit here in Glasgow, the most exciting thing that I've come across is how I've made people of different sectors all coming together because of climate change. So at first, I just thought maybe climate change is just affecting us producers only. But then I've realized, no, it's not only us farmers who are affected by this crisis. So it has been, affect- it has been affecting every one of us, but then from a different perspective. And 
us coming together, it has also it has also excited me to see that okay, us people we are willing to work together to achieve a goal that is having uh, a future that is good for all of us. Yeah, so that's the most exciting thing, and also meeting different kinds of people, being interested to hear our stories. Yeah, so it has been exciting. Yeah. And Bismarck, is it going to have an impact? Is it worth all this effort? Is COP26 going to make the changes we need? Yes, yeah, seriously. From what I've observed so far in my uh, visits here, I realize I've listened to some panel discussions. I've watched some panels around. Everybody is talking about climate issue. Like my colleagues said, we thought we, the producers, were only people being affected with, but different organizations, different manufacturers, everybody. Recently, some even cab drivers are talking about climate issues. So from what people are saying recently, I heard the prime minister mentioning his view on making uh, cocoa farming a sustainable one. That means they know there's a problem on, on the ground and they need to be, they need to take a, a serious action. So our concern is about the action being implemented, not about the promises, but from what we are hearing from others, I think it's quite encouraging. And we are hoping by the end of this COP, a lot of people will just agree to our petition as producers. And then I think there will be a future. Yeah. So it's quite exciting for now, as it stands now. You've got to hope. We've got to hope. Um, Kate, turning to you now, what were the expectations that you came to Glasgow to COP26 with and and what actions do you think you're going to take away from from this session? Yeah I had a lot of expectations and uh, some of them have been fulfilled I'm happy about that. As fair trade uh, we supported about 1.8 farmers to get their voices heard at at COP26. I'm so glad that that came alive and some of the the farmers and producers are here at COP to really represent the voices of 1.8 so I think that is lovely. And we had a petition going on online where we're asking uh, businesses, consumers, governments to support the voices of of the farmers. I think as we speak now, we have about 25,000 signatures, people supporting the voices of of the farmers. So I think that was really great. One of the expectations was to raise the voices of the farmers, and that is um, just happening. Some of the things that I was also expecting is to see businesses joining hands with the government to raise the issues of climate change. So happy to have seen people like Unilever, um, some of our partners like Ben and & Jerry and COP also came forward and really supported the petition, supported the farmers. They're already buying and working with our farmers in and addressing various issues in the community. So the expectation of seeing businesses coming forth, again, we're seeing a lot more coming and I'm very happy about that. Going back, I think, is to continue really supporting our farmers in terms of addressing the issues they have on ground. For example, the farmers have been planting trees in their, in their plantations, so supporting them with those actions. They're using renewable energy like solar for their cooking, for irrigation, again, supporting with them uh, that. But at the same time, as we go back home, it's to look for additional partners rallying more partners, more businesses, more developmental agencies to come over 
crossover and work with our farmers so that then we're able to achieve our climate change objectives sooner than later. Thank you, Kate. And Rachel and Kate, I'm going to turn to you now. I mean, we're Business Flex Poverty. That's the name of our organisation. So we care deeply about how businesses can take action. And we are really focused in on, at the moment, the idea of putting people at the heart of climate action. So, you know, how do you put people at the heart of climate action if, if you're a business? What would be your advice to business leaders and decision makers who might be listening to this? Okay. Rachel, do you want to say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, the advice that we can give to the business leaders is whenever they're doing their business, they have to consider the whole supply chain. They have to consider the, the lives of farmers because um, for us to produce those crops, those crops, yeah, crops, which by the end of the day, they do have those products. And then they have to consider the conditions we live in by putting in a fair trade, a fair price for the farmers so that at least by the end of the day, we get something. We don't just produce and then continue living in poor conditions, but also we have to see a difference of why we are farmers. So at least they should consider that uh, buying on a fair price and also committing to help the farmers so that uh, we'll be able to adapt to, yeah, like putting in some funds, yeah, just to help us farmers get like some innovative farming, good practice, good agricultural practice and also like the solar type of irrigation because that really helps. For example, like in our village, like the cooperative where I'm coming from, apart from the sugar, the, our main cash crop, we also do other crops like, like uh, maize. We also produce like onions, just to make sure that at least we do some varieties because with the climate change, things are not that easy. So, and those kinds of farming needs are. Uh, good irrigation system because with adverse weathers, you don't know when you expect the rain. So at least by helping us with some funds, it can really be helpful as we adapt to the effects of climate change. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. And Kate, what would be your advice to, to business who might be listening to this? For businesses, it's to look at the business from a sustainable perspective, looking at the four, uh, the three Ps, people, planet and plants. And what does that mean? It means being able to have transparency from end to end and understanding where the, they have opportunities to address the various climate change uh, challenges. But for businesses, again, the, the value chain really begins at the farmer. So what does that mean? We expect the businesses then to be able to pay a fair price for the farmer so that then the farmer is sustainable and is there tomorrow to, to deliver the, the raw products uh, for, the, for the businesses. We're asking the businesses to also look at how does the product get to the markets? How do they transport it? How do they pack it? How do they even communicate to the, to the consumers? How do we change behavior together uh, as fair trade, as farmers, as businesses to support sustainable consumption? So those so are some of the things that we are telling businesses to have an end-to-end -end, uh, view of their whole value chain, their whole supply chain, 
and partner really with like-minded businesses and people who have sustainability at heart. We're also saying that uh, we just don't want mere um, carbon trading. So you're producing, you're emitting all these gases in the air, and then you'll come to our farmers and buy a few credits. But we're not saying that is, you know, we're not uh, as much as yes, we're able to offer a solution in the in the in the, mid, in the short term. We're asking the businesses and to really um, be truthful in terms of their emissions, and we're happy to support those solutions and offer a mechanism to deliver for them sustainable uh, solutions in the climate space. Thank you, Kate. And I'm going to turn to Bismarck to close us out today for our conversation. Could you sum up COP26 and Glasgow for those who are listening? For what I've seen so far, I think there's going to be a great impact after this uh, Glasgow issue. Uh, I've heard many producers talking about some actions they've already started, like myself in my cooperative, we've already started with a project which we are trying to adapt to the climate issues and at the end also mitigate against it. But it's just a matter of funds that will support us go ahead because if we don't get enough funds, it's not going to be sustainable. Others have also learned from us, like yesterday I was in a panel discussion telling them what I'm doing so far. So if there's another producer listening to me, definitely they are going to learn from it, also start something. I know they have, we have different producers around the world who have also started something just to fight away climate issue. But it's just a matter of more funds or other things. So from what we have learned, particularly myself, what I've, the information I've had from this uh, COP26, I don't think it's going to end there until these worthy people just sign the petition and also support, uh, support us financially. We don't end there. I'm going back, still going to preach to my fellow producers to continue in the good way of farming or they should start up the action that think will bring a better life or a sustainable living. So it's going to be good after COP26. There's going to be a great impact, but it will not be fully until the worthy people just accept and then also come to our aid. Yeah. Well, on that note, a massive thank you to Kate, Bismarck and Rachel for joining us today. Thank you. Here we come. Thank you. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us I would also love to hear your feedback, so please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty.